This is a production of the Z Talk Radio Network. The views expressed and opinions given by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Z Talk Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. Wow. It's dark. Well, let's have some light on the subject. Put on your critical thinking caps and please refrain from hugging. It's time for Dimland Radio with your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Welcome to Dimland Radio here in the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Remember, I'm not really a doctor. I just play doctor online, and I'm recording this at the proper time of day, on the proper day of the week, at least the way I've set it up over the last several years, which is to record the show on Friday nights. Friday night. Last week I did it in the morning, and it was a little disjointed. Sorry about that. It just was a little off. My nose kept running, the cat kept coming through, it's just, I don't know. But at this time of night, seems to go a little bit better, and let's hope that's the case for this show. Alright, because you remember, I do this live to laptop. I don't edit, I don't, you know, I treat this as though it's an actual radio show done live, you know, every day around the, in, throughout the world, the talk radio programs are done, and there's no editing in those. They just, the guys go on the air, and gals, and do their show. And that's what I'm doing here. Um, so I was thinking about, you know, why do I call this Dimland Radio, not Dimland Podcast? Well, it's, well this is an internet radio station, Z Talk Radio. That's one. Uh, two, uh, I think it sounds better, Dimland Radio. And three, well, I do this like a radio show, an actual um, you know, talk radio type show. So that's, that's, that's what that is. Uh, on Monday this past week, uh, my mother went under the knife, as they say. She had surgery. Uh, my mom is 81 years old, and uh, she's, well, you know, she's, well, she's 81 years old. <laughs> And uh, she ain't no spring chicken. And, um, you know, so anyway, she had uh, uh, the, uh, had done some surgery on uh, an artery in on the right side of her neck. Uh, the artery that uh, feeds blood to her, to her eye and to that side of the brain. And she had, uh, uh, the reason they did that is they discovered that that artery was uh, blocked uh, at least 50%, I think they said 50 to 65%, I think that's what the initial uh, uh, diagnosis was when they figured out what was going on with her. And what was going on with her? Well, I'll tell you. She was having this intermittent, it wasn't, it didn't happen a lot, but it happened uh, four or five times uh, over a course of time. And she finally said, well, you know, I gotta go talk to a doctor about this because this ain't right. And what was happening was she would go blind in her right eye. It would just blink out. Uh, 
And it only lasts for a few seconds. It wasn't like go for hours or days or something like that. Just a few seconds, and her vision would come back, and she'd think, hmm, boy, that was odd. And, and you know, it took a few times for that happening. Finally went to see the doctor. The doctor, they did, they did an MRI, and they found that uh, there's blockage going on in there. Uh, she had a second MRI, so the surgeon could take a look at it and see what was what the, the, they were up against, and um, and then uh, they scheduled a surgery, which was this past Monday. <clears throat> now the surgery went fine; they they cleared the blockage and did whatever they did there. But the thing is, my mom is 81 years old, and she's not been a very active person, physically active person, for quite some time so she's 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 not the strongest 81 year old there is my dad's 83 and he's still pretty spry for a pretty old guy but uh uh you know it's you know but, but he's remained fairly active physically active pretty much um and it's so he's been you know they live together <clears throat> together in their house which is just about a mile from where i live so I'm the first call for help because I'm the closest, <laughs> closest uh, uh, of their offspring. So we, you know, Amy and I, we get the first call for help. But anyway, so um, she went in, did the surgery, and then in recovery, her oxygen levels weren't great. Uh, they wanted to get her breathing better and get the oxygen levels up, and her strength wasn't great. Now her strength wasn't great before going in, and so she was, she'd have some difficulty getting up and out, and down, up and out of a chair, in, into a chair, and out, in and out of bed. And she's had a couple of fall downs, where I've actually, you know, Dad called me up, Jim, can you come over and help me get Mom up the up off the floor? I've had a couple of those, and well, you know, so she's been in the hospital. Uh, since Monday, actually today, she moved into transitional care, and that's so. The hope is, you, you get them out of the hospital because the hospitals are very expensive. You get them out of the hospital, get them into a transitional care uh, facility where physical therapists and occupational therapists can work with her to try to get her a little stronger, get her to be able to get up and out of a chair and in and out of bed, and 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 maybe walk along, maybe with a cane or a, or a, a walker, which she's been using already, but you know just to be able to get around. Otherwise, uh, we'll have to see what happens next if she doesn't improve. Um, she'd gotten a little bit better as the week went along, but. You know, so that's where it's at. I mean, she's you know she's she's 81 years old, <laughs> and uh, um, you know uh, it does make me think about well, um, the inevitable, and uh, I don't like to think about that, but it's something that's that comes up. You know, you know, sit and visit mom at the hospital, and you look at her, and I look at her, and I, you know, I just realize, well, yeah, and then I look at my dad, and I think, well, yeah, you know. We don't live forever. So, anyway, I don't be a downer, but we'll just see how that goes. I figured I'd just kind of just let you know something's going on with my family. Um, <clears throat> and I wanted to do a brief update of uh, something I talked about last week. It was just an observation I had made. It's not scientific. It's a very small sample size. I was talking about the usage of the word perfect as a response when getting information over the phone or filling out a form or something, you know, you're helping uh, somebody, you call up, like, I'm ordering something from one of our suppliers, and they say, uh, um, uh, can we, you know, what should we use for a, a purchase order number on that? And I say, oh, you can just use my name, and they'll say, perfect. 
no, that's not my name, but not, not, that's so they write that down. Or, you know, can can I get your birth date? 11-14-64. Perfect. Astrologers, put your charts away. I don't want no charts showing up saying, oh, you're a Scorpio. Well, that means, you know, I wish I really didn't know my astrological sign. I wish I didn't know it. And I and I do, I've mentioned this before. I have a dream. I have a dream that one day uh, the, the boys and girls of this world will be asked by some old hippie fart that'll say, hey man, what's your sign? And the kids will look at that person like, what the hell are you talking about? Sign? What does that mean? I have a dream that they won't know what it is because it's just it's just silly. It's just silly. And anybody who puts any kind of weight onto that any of that stuff, I you know, please think again <laughs> because it's it's just silly. How could the how could where a planet was at the point you were you you came out of your mother have anything to do with what your personality is or what's going to happen to you in life or how could it how could it possibly have anything to do with it? And why why do you have to wait until the moment you're out of your mother? Why can't it be the moment you got into your mother? You know, uh, ooh, that sounds gross, but you know what I mean. Why can't it be that point? Well, because it's not as easy to pinpoint there, but we can pinpoint when you were born, especially you know in more recent years, because most people will know the day they were born, and a lot of people will know at what time of the day they were born. I don't remember offhand, but I do have a, a little baby picture of me with all that information. I have it around here somewhere. Actually, I think more than one uh, of that, uh, uh, more than one copy of that baby picture with that information. But th that's beside the point. But you see, see what I'm saying? You know, this astrology thing—it's just silly. It's just silly. I don't get it. I, I don't, the people that there are people that just really put a lot of stock in it, and I—I I don't understand that. But um, but then again, I've always—well, not always—but uh, I'm a skeptic, and 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 I've, I've tried to think critically about these kinds of things and not just accept stuff. Anyway, um, <clears throat> uh, so that's, uh, you know, so that's a couple of things to get you caught up there, but, uh, uh, okay, so, um, let's see, speaking of my mother, <laughs> which I was just a moment ago, uh, let's see, I have one of these, uh, it's not, it, well, it's only slightly related to her, only because of the, uh, the, uh, the aftermath of, uh, of, of the moment, but, uh, here, uh, I'll, I have one of these, if I can get this, if I can get this to play, uh, there we go. And now it's time for a Dimland Radio pedantic moment. Yeah, this ought to be good. Did you hear that crack? That was my elbow. <laughs> Just saying. You know, I've seen um, I've seen a guy do a TED talk where he does a radio show thing, and he's got this laptop set up. And he just does the touch screen, so he has all he produces his show as he's doing it. At least you know that's sort of like how I do it, except he just taps the the screen and it plays whatever sounders he needs. I, I thought, wow, that's cool. I bet you it's expensive though. And I am limited in certain funds. So, okay, um, my pedantic moment. Uh, this one is uh, this one's from Match Game seventy four. That's right. This is a pedantic moment. Forty-four years in the making. Forty-four years. Uh, on Buzzer TV, which is one of those extra channels you got when all the digital, when all the stations went digital, and you, you couldn't get the over-the-air signal. You had to get the digital signal. You had to get the, the box to convert it, or you had to have cable or digital-ready TV. You know things like that. Um, when Buzzer 
came into the into existence. That's a that's a channel dedicated to game shows, and it just shows a lot of the old game shows. Most of them, quite a few of them from the '70s, but they'll do some really old ones like What's My Line and and some other ones. I've got a secret or stuff like that, and <clears throat> which are cool to watch too. They're they're fun to watch because you get to see like Johnny Carson when he was in his 30s. And he looks so young, and 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 you get to see some some of these people and get a taste for the kind of humor there was back in those days uh i don't remember what show it was i think it's i've got a secret um or what's my line maybe it's what's my line uh, w- w- uh that's hosted by john daly and that guy just he's he's one of the guys that just is a really good laugher and he just is having a great time or at least he seems like he's having a great time when he does his show and he's the host john daly and uh, anyway but that's sidetracking well, Match Game 74, and I may have told you about this, about Match Game before. I learned this from um, the Gilbert Gottfried Amazing Colossal podcast. He had a fellow on there who was uh, uh, a writer, uh, writes TV shows and films, and, and he had written uh, uh, for game shows, and one of those was uh, Match Game. And Match Game actually started in the 1960s, it goes back that far, and it nearly failed in its first season. It nearly failed. It was close to being canceled because it just didn't, because something just wasn't right about the show. And this writer, this guy, he said he figured out what was wrong. You see, when when uh, Match Game started, it there was an answer to the blank. It's, they would have the you know, uh, Gene Rayburn. I don't know if he was the host from the beginning, but uh, he would. Uh, you, you know how the show goes. Uh, you get two contestants. There's six celebrities, and Gene Rayburn. He's the host. Uh, he will ask a, a question uh, or give a statement, kind of thing, to to one of the contestants that has a blank in it, and they and the contestant has to come up with the blank, with an answer for the blank, and then each celebrity they match. You know, whoever matches the most celebrities wins that that game, and they get to play some extra games where they match celebrities again, and, and that kind of thing. The bonus rounds and that stuff. And <clears throat> there was a, a, a it, when it started, it would be something like where the questions or the the statements with the blank would have an actual answer. It would be you know, blank invented the light bulb, and so there was an actual answer, and so the person would say. Thomas Edison, and then the six celebrities would probably all say Thomas Edison, which I know, I know, I know. It was not just him. It was a whole, you know, I know. But that's just, okay, just go with me, okay? So they'd all say it, and, and, and they'd get the answer right, and then whatever. And it just wasn't, it was, it was, just wasn't interesting. It, it, it wasn't like a, like a trivia show like Jeopardy, which has the, um, a more competitive action with the trivia. And there's lots of other game shows based, based on trivia, like Tic-Tac-Doe and, well, there's others. And this writer, I can't remember who, what his name was, uh, he, he hit upon the idea. He said, well, why don't we, why don't we you know, make these, these questions or statements with the blank... Why don't we do them where there's any number of answers that you could put in there? We'll, we'll make them jokes so that you know, people can come up with a, you know, something that will be funny. 
that they would put in there, or at least humorous in some to some degree. And then there's there's not a a, a, a correct answer. It's uh, there's a better answer or a best answer, but there's not a correct answer. It's just you know let's do that, and then we can get some comedy out of it. Have the celebrities have some funny answers and see what kind of silly answers the the contestants might come up with because the, you know who knows why because they're nervous and they're not. It's it you you're put on the spot. It's kind of hard to think clearly and let's derive some comedy from that and and here's another thing that we can do we can tape three shows on thursday and two shows on fridays which is what they did and on the friday shows uh, we can have some alcohol <laughs> so by the time the second shows roll around let's have the celebrities be a little little toasted so i think that's how it went because you can tell when the show's getting to the end of the week because the celebrities are a lot looser then they are, they're pretty loose, but they're a lot looser when they get to the end of the week. Uh, so anyway, I was over uh, at mom and dad's place, this is before the surgery, and, and, and mom and I are watching Match Game, and Jean Rayburn asks one of the contestants, he gives her this statement to, to fill in the blank. Now, I'm not going to word it, I don't think I have it exactly correct, but... Uh, it went something along the lines uh, of this. Long John Silver and his parrot were so much alike, the parrot also had a blank. Now, you're thinking of an answer, aren't you? Aren't you thinking of an answer? You're, you're thinking of one. All right, so I sat there and I was thinking of an answer. And the thing was, the thing that happened after that moment was the, the contestant, a young woman, looked blankly at Jean and said, I don't know who Long John Silver is. I don't know who that is. And they all said, you don't know who Long John Silver is? <laughs> she didn't know. And the judges allowed Gene Rayburn to uh, to tell her that, well, he, he was a, a, a character, uh, he was a pirate in the story uh, Treasure Island. So he was able to give her that much information, but he couldn't really tell her much more. And if you know Treasure Island at all, and if you know Long John Silver, you, you're probably you probably thought of an answer, didn't you, for that blank? You know, the parrot is so much like Long John Silver that it even has a blank. And she's working on it. You can see her thinking about it, and she's gesturing. She's gesturing like she's making a hook with her hand. She's kind of well, um, you know, um, she's doing something like that, and she's she's got this. She's making a hook gesture with her hand, but uh, she's she's thinking Captain Hook from from Peter Pan. So she's doing the hook thing, and then uh, she just says, "Oh, uh, she says uh, a peg leg," and they all everybody gets excited. Yay, peg leg, peg leg, and it goes around peg leg. And so she matches the entire panel. They either said peg leg or wooden leg, and the judges. You know, wooden leg was close enough. So she gets all six of them. The only thing is, Long John Silver did not have a peg leg. That's not canon. He was missing his leg, his left leg. He was missing it. It was it was gone, and he didn't have a peg. He walked around on a crutch. There was you know, and I know I know what some of you might do. You might Google images of, of Long John Silver. And yes, you will find a few more recent images that show him with a peg leg and a crutch, but that's not canon. That's not the way 
Robert Louis Stevenson wrote it. Want to know how he wrote it? He wrote it like this. And I quote, if I can find it, uh, his left leg was cut off close by the hip, and under the left shoulder he carried a crutch, which he managed with wonderful dexterity, hopping about upon it like a bird. That's unquote. That's, that's the description of Long John Silver. He, was, he didn't have a wooden leg. And I thought, boy, you know, if I was on that... And if I was the contestant, I'd be saying, uh, I might say the parrot had a missing leg, and I wouldn't have matched anybody. <laughs> and so I, I turned to my mom and says, he didn't have a peg leg. That, that's Captain Ahab. Captain Ahab from Moby Dick, he had a peg leg that was fashioned out of a, uh, out of a whale bone. He lost his leg by a, in a in a uh, previous battle with Moby Dick. Uh, I guess Moby Dick bit it off or something. So you know, and he, he had a, he did have a peg leg, but you know, so Captain Hook had a hook for a hand, and uh, Captain Ahab had a peg leg, and Long John Silver had uh, had walked on a crutch. He didn't have a wooden leg. <laughs> My mom. <laughs> was saying, what are you so worried about? What's what's the problem? Why are you getting so upset? It's just, you know, I said, Mom, it's just a, it's just an annoyance. That's all it is. It's just an annoyance. Well, you know, it's no big deal. It's, it's like, well, Mom, she didn't have a peg. It's not a big deal. You know what's a big deal? I'm going to take my first break. You're listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim Dr. Dimfit Simmons. I shall return after this break. <laughs> That beats all the competition, and we'll prove it as soon as we hear any competition. You're listening to Z Talk Radio Network. Do you believe in ghosts? Do you think Bigfoot is real? Do you suspect that your neighbor is really Valtor, leader of the lizard people of Bendar 3? Well, Dr. Dim doesn't, and he'll tell you why when you tune in to Dimland Radio Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern on Z-Talk Radio Network. It's an hour of science promotion, pop culture rants, personal observation, and of course, skepticism. Join Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons, Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern, for Dimland Radio on Z-Talk Radio Network. Oh, Lord, honey, can somebody tell me what my future holds? Hey, man, you think I can get a reading? Ah. Wrong answer. It's time for Dimland Radio with your host, Dr. Dim, Jim Fitzsimmons, only on Z Talk Radio. Wash your hands often to reduce the spread of germs and disease. To wash your hands properly, wet them, apply a quarter-sized amount of liquid soap, and rub them together for about the time it takes to sing the happy birthday song twice. Wash the front and back, in between your fingers, and under your nails. Dry them with a paper towel if possible, and then use the paper towel to turn off the faucet and open the door. If soap and water aren't available, use an alcohol-based hand sanitizer. A message from the CDC. If this station's not your cup of tea... Then drink coffee! 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 Drink coffee! 100% news. 100% information. 100% guarantee. I thought you might say that. <laughs> <laughs> 
You're listening to Z Talk Radio Network. back to Dimland Radio here on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Uh, let's see. Uh, yep, I'm just going to get on and do this. If I... Damn it, play. Uh, sorry, folks. No, not that one. <laughs> this one. It's not true, it's not true I'm telling you Cause I'm up here and you're nowhere It's not true I'm gonna have a, I'm gonna have a tricky go coming up because uh, uh, I got some producing to do. <laughs> I messed up that, you know, by replaying the pedantic moment thing. But okay, I've got an "It's Not True" for you. Actually, I have two this week. Two "It's Not Trues." Uh, the first one is, well, first one had me uh, a bit disappointed in. Um, Someone who is a Facebook friend and someone I know through ZTalk Radio. Uh, the person used to be a host of a show on here. That's how I got to know them one, that, that fellow. Uh, and he posted a meme that's been going around for, well, at least since a, a certain president has been president. You know, the one that's president now of the United States, of course. Uh, and I, I saw this, and I just went, oh, Christ's sake. Uh, it's a picture, uh, and let me say this, though. I'm glad to be able, this is one of my moments where I'm going to defend the truth. It, it, it's, not, it's not that I'm defending the person uh, that this is about, exactly. Uh, I might be. But in, the, in uh, the larger thing I'm doing here is defending the truth. If you don't like a particular person, if you don't like their politics, if you don't like their policies, you know, fine. You, you make arguments against them based on merits, uh, based on the truth. Don't lie. Don't make stuff up. Uh, don't misrepresent. It's it's. It's counterproductive, and it's just, it's just wrong. It's unethical. It's immoral. Don't do it, because you're you're gonna you're gonna lose people from your side when they find out. Oh, you've been lying. Here you're 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 trying to convince me of the error of the other side's ways by lying to me. How's that gonna work? So. <clears throat> What uh, what he passed along is a picture of Michelle Obama. She's got a microphone in her hand. She's she's looking a little stern. She's look, she's got a serious look on her face. A little her, her eyebrows are fur, furrowed a little bit. You know the forty five degree thing going, and uh, she's she's uh, you know it's, I don't it's you you know how it, through video 
pictures, it, you know, it's just like film, or very much like film. There's a certain number of frames a second. And you stop a video at a certain point, you can get a person looking ridiculous, or angry, or, uh, or stern, or silly, or, you know, whatever. You can get them looking Anyway, it doesn't. They may be delivering the most serious speech in their life, and you can stop it at a point and make them look completely goofy. Uh, or they could be uh, delivering one of the more pleasant messages, and you stop it at a moment, and they look like they're as angry as hell. And you can do. And it's the same thing with uh, photography, still photography. When you do the, you take all those, you know, a million pictures in a second, or however many they can do. Uh, I know I'm exaggerating, but when you take several pictures and you go through and look for them, and you find, let's find the least flattering photo we can find, or let's find the most flattering photo we can find. You know, depending on what we're trying to put across. So you know, photographs can lie. They can. They can misrepresent what actually was going on. So, so I'm here. I am battling for the truth, <laughs> and and I'm glad that I don't have to be talking about President Trump. I get to talk about first former First Lady Michelle Obama. Okay. So what it what this shows is the photograph of her looking fairly serious, microphone in her hand, and it says up top, Michelle Obama said, quote. White folks are what's wrong with America. Unquote. And then at the bottom it says, Now imagine Trump saying, Black folks are what's wrong with America. Unquote. Now I, I saw that, and you know, the first thing as a good skeptic, when you see something that's making a claim, one of the first things you ask is, is that really something? Did that really happen? Did she really say that? And then you you look at the at the meme and you look to see is there an Earl in there? Is there is there a website address to a YouTube link uh, or video where you can play it and then hear her say white folks are what's wrong with America? Is there is that there? Nope. It's just a link or to like a Facebook page. Uh, what does it say? It's it's the Facebook page is for Never Crooked Hillary. Uh, gee, that I wonder uh, who that group or you know, that page uh, maker. I wonder who they voted for. Never Crooked Hillary. It it is so so uh, lately when I've been countering this kind of stuff, it's offered without any kind of citation. I say, uh, I'll put it in the comment, I'll be, I'll be gentle. <laughs> I'll say, a source citation would be helpful. And uh, this time, I just wrote source citation, just went that far. Uh, I'll skip ahead because, well, you don't know where I'm going. I'll tell you. All right, so it didn't, a source citation wasn't coming quickly enough for me, so I decided, okay, I'll do the work for you and I will see if I can track this down. 
So I did a Google search and I put uh, Michelle Obama says this and uh, one of the first things that pops up is a link to Snopes.com. Now, of course, people like to dismiss Snopes.com out of hand because, you know, they have a liberal agenda. Did you know that? Yeah, they have a liberal agenda. They have a liberal agenda of making sure that the truth is out there. <sighs> you know, what? well, okay, so... Uh, they didn't pr provide a source, so I went and found I found the Snopes thing, and I and I linked to the Snopes page, and uh, or actually, um, so this is what I wrote. Uh, I said, "Oh look, she didn't say that. Shocking!" And there's the link to the you know the Snopes. I'll link to all this in the show notes. And the, uh, the fellow says, I love how you use Snopes, a site run by a liberal couple and their cat. Well, I, I didn't tell him, but the, that liberal couple isn't a couple anymore. Uh, the husband and wife that started it, well, they're not husband and wife anymore. But, you know, you know. And I wrote, seriously, either she said it, or she didn't. And don't give me any of that paraphrase bullshit. The politics of the people and their cat who run the site doesn't make the claim that she said white people are what's wrong with America true. She didn't say that. I'm sure racists heard that, but she didn't say it. Listen to her speech and hear her not say it. And then I linked to the speech that she made at Tuskegee University uh, back in 2015. She was a commencement speech. And it's a 26-minute speech. I thought it was very good. And it's very honest. She talks about the history of the United States and how it hasn't been uh, always very fair to people with brown skin. Uh, it hasn't been very fair to African Americans. And and she talks about obstacles that they've faced, bumps on the road, but she lauds graduates of Tuskegee University, you know, this, the Tuskegee Airmen. Uh, you know, the university, in case you don't know, is is largely attended by African Americans and has been, I think, since its inception. And and it's produced fine citizens of this country, leaders. People have done good things. I'm sure it's produced some people that have gone off the rails and gone bad. It happens. We're human. But by and large, you know, it's got a good track record as far as I know. And she was lauding the, the people who uh, have graduated and, and, you know, that year and those previously. And she's, she's telling these kids to, you know, don't let the obstacles make you give up. You know, keep pushing forward. Move the country forward. Not just for African Americans, but for all of us. Because, you know, just because she talks about the, 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 the wrongdoings in the history of this country doesn't mean she's saying that white people are what's wrong with the country. She's not saying that. And she didn't say those exact words. So when you put it in quotes... You don't say, well, we're paraphrasing here, but this is what she's saying. I, you know, if you listen to that speech, 
and you hear her saying that white people are what's wrong with America, you're what's wrong with America. There's something wrong. There's something wrong in what you're, you're thinking. She wasn't lying about the past. She's talking about stuff we know about. Yes, these are bad things that have happened. Let's move forward together. And she's she's you know she's giving these kids you know the pep talk to get out there and let's make America better, not make it great again like like the asshole in the White House. And eventually. He did say, well, uh, she says, it's actually from an interview she did in People magazine when asked about racism. And again, I said, source citation. But he's given me People magazine, so I searched for it. I searched for anything People magazine, Michelle Obama, racism. What I found... And I'll link to this on the show notes at dimland.com. You can go there and find the show notes. It's just click on the blog option, or just go to dimland.blogspot.com. I think we, I think that's it. Uh, anyway, and it's uh, there's a headline that says uh, Michelle Obama says she still faces racism after being first lady. You know, that's the headline. But in that article, that article, the interview that she did in front of an audience in Colorado, she says, "quote." The people in this country are universally good and kind and honest and decent. Don't be afraid of the country you live in. The folks here are good. How is that saying white folks are what's wrong with America? It's not. It's not saying it at all. And again, I say it to you, if you listen to the Tuskegee speech, which is as far as I could find, with the help of Snopes, is where this idea originated. If you can listen to that speech and think that that's what she's saying, you really have to think about how you think. Because it's not her. It's you. I'm going to take uh, my break right now. I Like I said, I have two it's not true. So I'm in the middle of it. And <laughs> wish me luck <laughs> on, on producing this next bit. Let's hope I can do it. Anyway, <clears throat> uh, you're listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Uh, I'll return after this break. Oh, hope I can do it. Hope I can do it. That's a good sound. You know, if I can maneuver into a tight parking spot at the mall, I'm pretty much sexually satisfied. And I've been to the mall twice today already. You're listening to Z-Talk Radio Network.
Your assignment is to listen to the buzz on Monday nights from 8 to 10 p.m. Central on ztalkradio.com. This message will self-destruct. Remember, there's no hugging in the chat room. You're listening to Dimland Radio on ZTalk Radio Network. Wait till you see the bike we got for Jake. It is the coolest thing. Hearing loss happens gradually with age, making it easy to ignore. Yet most older Americans aren't getting their hearing tested. Dad, can you hear me? Untreated hearing loss can keep your loved ones from enjoying what they cherish most. Don't let that happen. Speak up about hearing loss. You'll be glad you did. Brought to you by the American Speech Language Hearing Association. But we give those other guys the finger. You're listening to Talk Radio Network. And welcome back to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. That bumper sounded a little quiet, didn't it? I might have to dump that one or see what I can do. Uh, I should I, I should use uh, learn how to use GarageBand so that way I can uh, um, make a bunch of new bumpers and pump up the volume on the ones that are some for some reason a little quiet. I don't know, that sounded a little quiet to me. Did it sound a little quiet to you? Sorry. Okay, anyway. That's not the biggest deal in the world. We'll, we'll, we'll let it slide for now. Okay. Um, all right, this part two of my two-part It's Not True for this week. Uh, this one is going to be a little more lighthearted and, uh, than, this, than the last one I just did. Um, and it's, I think it's, kind of interesting and I have a confession to make um, it's it's a little bit of a conspiracy theory or what I thought was the case is a little bit of a conspiracy theory and that is that British singers uh, purposefully try to sound American to sell more records I mean, the Beatles were big in the UK. They were big. In 1962, 63, they were big. But if they wanted to be superstars, they had to get big in America. Much bigger market, market much more money. Uh, that's, you know, if you're, you're going to conquer the music world, you have to conquer it in the United States. You can be big in the UK, in Europe, in Japan, in, you know, in, in South America, in, in all of Africa. You can be big all over there, but you want to be super big, you got to make it in America, especially back in the 1960s. And so, the idea was, because a lot of people would say, well, you know, you listen to the Beatles talk. They all got this Liverpool thing, which, you know, I'm not going to try and do. <laughs> but they all have that. They talk like that. You listen to them, it's just, it's, you know, this. I, I'm tempted to, <laughs> to do it, but I'm not going <laughs> to. Um, 
But when they sing, it's completely gone, and they sound like Americans. What's going on? Well, the conspiracy theory is they're doing it to sell more records. They'll appeal to an American listening audience if they sound more American. And I thought, well, that sounds plausible. I mean, they certainly do sound American. They lose their accent, so what the hell? Seems like that's true. It turns out it's not. It's, 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 it is something that ha happens. If you sing in English, it washes away your accent. And, and, in, and I'll link to this in the show notes so you can check it out. Uh, there's a YouTube video where a guy explains it. And, 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 and there are other sites that give the same reasoning. Uh, there's a linguist that they refer to. His name is David Crystal. He's from Ireland. Uh, he, he's one of the people who have studied this, apparently. And what they found is when you sing, and you sing naturally, you just sing, and you're singing in English, it changes... Well, obviously, it's not your speaking voice. And it, you elongate vowels... Uh, the, the beat of the song changes how your rhythm of speech is, the pattern, and all that. And, and in doing that, that combination of singing and doing all the changing of rhythm and elongating volumes, uh, vowels, and it ends up making you sound generic American. But it's not just British people. Uh, ABBA, from the Sweden land, they have... You know their accents pretty much wash away when they sing. Uh, I think you know uh, Bjork or Bjork. I think that's how you pronounce it. Her accent washes away when she sings. She's from Iceland. Um, where were the cardigans from? I don't remember, but they might be from Scandinavia somewhere. Sweden maybe. Jeez, uh, I don't. I can't remember. Doesn't matter. But. You know, the accents wash away. And if you're from Ireland or Scotland or, or Australia, that you're singing in English, the accent washes away. Unless you're trying to keep your accent. Unless you're doing it on purpose. Yes, apparently the guys, the, uh, the proclaimers, you know, the, I've read about five... 100 miles, you know, I would walk 500 miles. <laughs> okay, that's not Scottish at all. Sorry, sorry, McGlame, <laughs> my friend over in Scotland. <laughs> but they're from Scotland, and they, they really put on their accent in the song. You know the song, I mean, you know. Um, I'm going to be, I'm going to be the one that walks into you, or whatever the line is. Okay, that's an example. And I have another example. Of, uh, of a band that... Oh, boy. Here's where I'm going to do the production. <sighs> Sorry. Cracking my knuckles. <laughs> Building up the tension to see if I screw this up. Okay. There's a band uh, called The Jam. And they were big in the UK in the 1970s into the 1980s. And they, they came out of the punk rock movement. Although... I don't know if you can consider them punk, but they're one of my favorite bands. Very influenced by The Who, so of course, you know, I'm going to like them. Uh, they, they, in their earlier incarnation, 
you know, their early albums and songs, they really tried to sound British. Uh, the lead singer, Paul Weller, has a Cockney accent. Uh, I do have a, an example of his speaking voice. But first I'm going to play you a little bit of uh, one of their songs from their second album uh, titled This is the Modern World. This is the uh, title song from there. And i got to turn the volume up. Yep, there it's up. Okay, and uh, here we go. Uh, I'm going to play a few seconds of the song by the jam called This is the Modern World. Listen for the British accent. Come on. There we go. This is a modern world. This is a modern world. What kind of food do you think I am? You think I know nothing of a modern world? All my life is spent aside. Okay, you can see what I'm talking about there. Uh, this top is on. Put the volume back up. Uh, you can hear what I'm talking about uh, when it comes to that. Uh, let's see. I'm, I'm producing. <laughs> okay. Um, so here's a bit. I'll see if, I, if, if, if it works. Here's a bit of an interview of Paul Weller. So you can hear his speaking voice. And so I'll just play a few seconds of that. He's talking about something. There Hello, I'm Paul Weller, and you are at Backstage in Tea in the Park. Because I realised how much time had gone down in between the first one. It's 15 years, and there's an awful lot of stuff, you know, a lot of material. So I thought it was a good time to, um, good enough time to do it now. But I didn't have to edit too much because it was just basically all the ages. Okay, so that's, that's Paul Weller, his speaking voice. You can hear there's, I think that's a Cockney. Isn't that a Cockney British thing going on there? Um, so that's what he sounds like when he speaks, and you can hear in that song where he's attempting to sound British, uh, because that's what they wanted when they were in the jam. They didn't care about the American market. Um, they they were British, and they wanted to remain that way. In fact, uh, Paul Weller was a big fan of Pete Townsend, and they met. Uh, when the jam was having their initial success in the UK, and Townsend tried to convince him that, you know, America's worth giving a shot. You know, you can be big there because they were big in the UK, and and Weller just wasn't interested. As he got older, he changed his mind, uh, as people can do, and uh, he, uh, in 1982, he broke up the band. Uh, the jam broke them up, and he's and in 1983 he started a new band called uh, the Style Council. Now the Style Council is more uh, soulful, maybe a little more funky, a little you know, a little bit different. Um, he got tired of the kind of sound that the jam was making, and other bands at that popular at that time. I read an interview where Paul Weller had said that. He turned on the radio and all he was hearing was clanging guitars. Clanging guitars. It just bothered him. So he started a new band, ended the jam, started a new band, and there ain't clanging guitars in this band. So uh, here's a, uh, the Style Council. The song is called, 
Boy Who Cried Wolf. You may recognize a little bit of this because I, I use it as a bumper in uh, on my show. Uh, it's a great song. And it's he's singing more. And uh, so I don't... I, the British seems to have disappeared. And let's see if this will play. All right, here we go. Oh, <laughs> damn it. <sighs> you know what I forgot to do? Put up the volume. Here we go. Now it's going to play, I swear. And that's a way cool song. Really like it. I like that this is the modern world by the jam. You can see I have a variety of tastes. And it's the same singer. Same guy. But you can hear what I mean? Now that he's singing. So a, a point that they make in this losing their accent when singing in their natural way of singing, one of the points they made was that... Uh, some British artists were asked about it, and they didn't even realize they were doing it. They didn't. They weren't trying to. They weren't trying to sound American. Um, you know, Elton John was one that they asked, or at least one they talked about. And um, the other thing is, it's not just British folks and you know Irish and Swedish, and it's not just them, but other Americans will sound generic American when they sing. And by that I mean if they have a heavy New York accent or a Brooklyn accent, uh, Chicago, the various southern accents, they will disappear as well and become that generic American sound. Unless they want to keep their accent and then they, then they have to do it. And a lot of country singers will do that. They'll put that twang in their voice um, because that's the style of music and that's what they're supposed to do apparently to make their fans happy I guess uh, so um, let's see so oh, uh, Michelle Obama saying white people are what's wrong with America and British people and other singers singing with an American accent to make the money it's 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 not true. Oh, please play. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> you see, I need a producer. That's the deal. That's what I need. What the hell's going on here? <clears throat> so, you see, if I was doing a show where I'd edit, this is where I would edit. So, Michelle Obama saying white people are what's wrong with America. And British people singing in an American accent to make the money? It's not true. It's not true, it's not true. I'm telling you, because I'm up here and you're nowhere. It's not true. So there. 
know, perhaps I should have rehearsed that um, because it's live. I told I told you at the top of the show. I do this live to laptop. I was preparing you because of this heavy production moment I was going to have to do here. So, sorry. I've got three cool things for the week. Um, I think these all happened this week, but close enough. Uh, let's see. Uh, last week I was going to talk about um, history's greatest hoaxes, that series. I'll, I'll have to just put that on hold for next week because I have a pedantic moment to talk about there. But uh, number three, uh, I did some art for Nostalgia Zone. That's the uh, comic book store I work for. Uh, I did a couple of uh, uh, cartoons of Marvel characters uh, to be part of uh, videos that um, the store manager makes when we have new arrivals. He'll he'll videotape flipping through the comics so that people can look on Facebook and say, oh, look at the books they have down there. I think I'll go down and buy some. And, um, and so I did one for that says new arrivals and the other one says enough said meaning the end and and so he you know one starts and one ends and i'm going to do a few more but i did those two and there's been positive reaction and that's good uh now the videos are done in portrait format but it does make sense because how he frames it that's kind of how it has to be done so it's uh I forgive him. Number two, Columbo has a YouTube channel. And, now I, I can't be absolutely certain because two does not a pattern make, but the last two Saturdays, they have posted full episodes of Columbo, which is one of my favorite TV cop shows. Uh, and I just love Peter Falk as Columbo. The original series not the stuff he did when he came back later at that i've seen some of that and it just doesn't work i mean the guy's like 90 years old and he's still a lieutenant for crying out loud all these murders he solves and he's still a lieutenant but uh the original series they're putting those up and it's official it's not a it's not one somebody cheating and stealing these things the high definition uh, picture good sound full episodes it's exciting I'm, I think it's way cool. And the number one cool thing, um, my mom being in the hospital, that's not cool. But uh, Thursday night, I went down to visit, and we got watching a movie, uh, Open Range, a Kevin Costner, Robert Duvall Western, uh, with Annette Benning and Michael Gambon and others. Uh, it's a really good Western from more recent day, uh, times and it you know my dad watched for about the first hour and then he went home and I was thinking of going home but uh, got into the movie and mom and I watched it together and when it was done I just said I, I went home said goodbye and I said you know mom that was um it was like the old day old days it was when I was living at home still working nights my mom and I used to watch movies together a lot. We'd go out to the movie theaters, we'd get videos, we'd watch movies a lot. And it's, it's, it's like the old days where you and I would watch a movie and it was pretty cool. I hope you've had at least three cool things happen for you this week. Good night, Herr Doctor. Good night, Frau Blucher. And I've come to another end 
of this show. <laughs> Sorry about some of the errors. I mean, if I could edit, I maybe would, but that's a lot of work. You've been listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons, reminding you to sleep with the lights off. Check out my show notes at dimland.com. Just click on the blog option, and you can email your questions and comments to drdim at dimland.com. That's D-R-D-I-M at dimland.com. And the opening theme song, Ram, is by The Yolius and is used with permission. Production of the Z Talk Radio Network. And now, a message to our competitors. Thanks, Thanks for, for tuning us in. in. My life, you're clever, Dim. You'd certainly taken me in. What? 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 Well, well I'm going, I'm going to hell. hell.